0: Frank the Stat Tank here again. This is the second part of this week's episode, which features our in-depth interview with former NFL and Purdue safety, Stu Schweigert. Stu joined us during our live stream, and due to the length of the show, we've decided to split the audio into two separate episodes. If you haven't already listened to the first episode of the week, definitely be sure to check that out as we break down the death chart heading into week one. Otherwise, here's our interview with Stu. Thanks for tuning in to the Boiler Express podcast. Join us each week as we dive into all things Purdue sports. You'll hear in-depth analysis of our previous and upcoming games, as well as interviews with players and people involved in the Purdue sports fandom. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and YouTube for our live stream shows as well.
1: Thanks guys. I I appreciate you letting me come on. Um, I've, I've... been getting into um uh, my youtube channel and and doing some of these things but i do a lot of stuff with the raiders and i want to do some more stuff with with purdue because i don't really know if there's really too much of a of a of a i guess how how many content creators are there for purdue football besides you guys
0: yeah so i would say that like the the top tier there is uh boiled sports they've been doing it since like 2006 i think they've been 1974 yeah. <laughs> um, tornado went through, they started a podcast. <laughs> uh there's the boiler breakdown and big time but bro- I mean, there's like a good handful of us for sure. How,
1: how often do they go on and actually go on and make live content?
2: boil Boyle does every week, uh they during do. football and basketball. Not during the off season, they don't, but
3: yeah, during I the, would heap of the say that consistently it's been us and boiled every week, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah so.
0: From like now until the end of basketball season, we'll probably be here every week. So,
1: cool. No, yeah, no, no. Th- th- this is awesome, man. I- I'd love to. Um, <clears throat> I'd love to come on more and, and and talk Purdue football.
2: You are welcome anytime, Stu. The door is always open for you.
1: Hey, I w- I will say this though, guys. Okay, I I am a little fucking. Oh, sorry. Uh, I am a little um upset that. There's no nine jersey anywhere in the background, man. Well, send me
2: one, Stu. We'll make it happen. I'll find one. Well, Stu, I'll have my people we'll, call we'll, your people. Well, uh,
1: what I actually had the I, I went to the the signing or the the I guess Chris, what would you call that? You call it the the uh, rail splitters.
3: Uh, Signing event or whatever.
1: Yeah, like uh, um, I guess memorabilia or whatever. And yeah, whatnot. yeah, and some of my guys they actually have a they sent me a, um, a uh, An app where you can get jerseys made up and they actually made uh, Really nice stitched jerseys. So actually I am gonna get some I am gonna get some jerseys made up so but enough about me so uh, the thing that I'm talking about this season is If we don't have the toughest schedule, it's top three in the country, right? I mean, mm-hmm. rest no states no joke then you talk about going to Blacksburg, Virginia, to play Virginia Tech. I mean, that place is is as far as I, I remember when I oh, was excited. going through there. And a lot of guys that I played with from Virginia Tech—that's a tough place to play. Then you come home and play Syracuse, uh, which you know we should have won last season. And then, like you guys said, Wisconsin on that Friday night, and we haven't beaten them since my senior year. You know, um, mm-hmm. up there in Madison, and they've had our number. And and for whatever what it is is. Is they just physically just beat us. You know, what I mean, and year after year, they get a running back who who ends up rushing for like three, four hundred yards, and our guys look like you know, like a JV team playing against varsity. And so I'd like to see us get past that. Um, you know, and then again, you know, you talk about Ohio State. Thank God we we're playing Ohio State here at home because we we they they struggle here. Ohio State traditionally struggles here, you know, but going up to Michigan, I mean. Everything I'm hearing, you know, with me being from from Michigan, um, Michigan is probably the number one team in the country, along with Georgia. I mean, they they have talent all over the place. So going up there and winning is going to be very very difficult. Um, Illinois, I mean, obviously we got their defensive coordinator, but they're a very talented team, so they're going to want to mm-hmm. win that game. Who knows what Northwestern's going through? How they're going to come out? Um, going thing to is Iowa, that Illinois game a night game at home. Is it? it well, it's it's home. It's homecoming. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yep. And actually I, I I was actually talking with um so I I had the I had the honor of going out to um Buffalo Wyoming uh and I was a uh, an honorary pallbearer at Joe Tillers funeral when I went oh, out wow. there. Um I got a chance to speak at his funeral um and and afterwards um he had all his family there and we went back to his house and uh you know I met his brothers and his cousins and nieces and nephews and um, two of his nephews, one Ron Tiller, and I think the other one was Brian Tiller. Um, he had a really nice, like downstairs, with a bunch of memorabilia and everything like that. And I think we tried to drink, drink his his liquor bar dry down there, over there for that thing. Uh, but I, I was talking to Ron, and they're coming up. Uh, Forty members of Tiller's family will be coming up for that Illinois game because that's the game that they're going to. I don't know what they're doing, if you call it a, a ribbon cutting or – Like a dedication? Yeah, for the, the Tiller Tunnel. Awesome. Um, yeah, but it, it's weird. I don't know if they're doing it – they're doing it like during the day. I don't know if they're actually doing something during the game. I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah, so that, that that's going to be a tough game. But then, you know, you talk about going into Iowa. I mean, that – we've we've been lucky, you know, obviously last year – did we win last year to Iowa? Did we win? I lost. We lost, right? Before that, we won like the last four. We won like the last four or five contests. So We kind of had their number, and it might be a, the tides might be turning. So that's going to be a tough game. And then we have Minnesota, correct? Right? Uh-huh. Uh, you know they've kind of owned us a little bit here. So I mean, and then in Indiana. I mean, obviously, whenever you play Indiana, you never know what's going to happen. You know, they have talent, and um, it's. I, I mean, we. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough 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 schedule a tough but that's what you want right i mean it, it helps with recruiting uh, the stadium looks beautiful from what i've seen um but you want to play the best teams in the country right i i want ohio state i mean we 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 always had ohio state michigan notre dame uh on our schedule they're always on there and i was upset when they took notre dame off that's a trophy game with the Shilleley, and um but yeah i mean so i may i may head up there for that michigan game um but it's it's going to be a tough run, guys. I mean, you, you said
0: uh, have you guys made predictions of the season so far, or what? So we always, I, I don't know, we don't really like tr- we don't like to talk like I guess final like score predictions and stuff like that. But we have talked I don't about either. how I don't either how we we did we have talked about like records wise, and we were kind of talking about that before you hopped in here. A lot of us are kind of going with that conservative, you know. Well, I wouldn't say a lot of us. A couple of us are going with like the conservative, like six and six, seven and five. Russ is amped up. He's going for like eight and four, nine and three. Hell yeah.
1: Russ. Yeah. baby, let's go. Oh, and then, then at Nebraska too. I mean, I, who knows what their, what their situation is. You know what I mean? I mean, that's, that's a blinking as a, f- when I was finishing my pro career with the Omaha Nighthawks, um, I thought coming from Michigan, you know, I'm like, Oh, I know crazy football, you know, Michigan, Michigan state and all this stuff Dude, out in Nebraska. It's, it's, it is completely different, man. Those guys, that whole state, it's very serious to them. So they've been they've been itching to get that program back and running. So you know, um, they're beating be down ready. the door to get back in the in the game. What's that? <laughs> so they're beating down the door to get back oh, yeah. in, the, in the
4: competition. Absolutely,
1: and, and unfortunately for Scott Frost, things didn't work out for him. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean, I'm. I, I guess as far as this season goes, what what have you guys? Uh, heard or what's exciting? What's what's getting you guys excited? Or what's you know? I'll tell you one thing: um, a guy that. Well, let me let me let me let me kind of go back a little bit. uh Two weeks ago, I went out to to Vegas because they do a they do a, a alumni reunion for the Raiders, and we go out for a preseason game. So obviously you know I knew I I had heard cuz Rob Ryan was my defensive coordinator he's now like a defensive a defensive line specialist out there a coach buddy Ryan's son Rex Ryan's Rex Ryan's twin brother uh, he said we're going to we're going to draft your boy we're going we're going we want Aiden O'Connell um so when they drafted him I did a about an hour and a half um, uh, uh, youtube stream or whatever talking about Aiden O'Connell and so far everything I said about it, he he's making me look really really good cuz he's just oh yeah <laughs> he's tearing <laughs> it up Kicking butt, you know, and I'll tell you this. Um, you know, majority of my crew is with the Raiders, so uh, you know, I know the nation very well, and I've never in the 20 years that I've been associated with the Raiders and the nation ever seen it to where the nation is actually in agreement. Like, I'm one dude, like, there usually there's always going to be, you know, people, yeah, but he, I mean, the, the guy, uh, I mean, he finished the, the with the three games finishing with seventy percent. I mean, that was his big thing as the completion percentage. Mm-hmm. I think I think four passing touchdowns, part of six uh, touchdown drives. Nope. No turnovers. Um, yeah, and zero turnovers. Yeah. So, um, and and Payne Durham is a very uh, a very close friend of mine. He's doing well in Tampa. Unfortunately, Corey Trice uh, suffered a mm-hmm. knee injury. I think again. Um, Marcus Bailey, another guy that's getting a lot of a burn there in Cincinnati, along with Charlie Jones, uh, the defensive coordinator, Lou Anarumo, you know, he was with, with us for 10 years as a, as a defensive back coach here at Purdue. Uh, he's a close friend of mine. So the guys are doing well, but the, the point of me saying that was, um, actually, what was the point of me saying that <laughs>
0: <laughs> we were talking about? What were we talking about before we're talking we were talking about, about predictions about, and stuff? Yeah. Um, so while you're thinking about that, I have a quick question for you. As uh, an alumni, as somebody who played on the team and, you know, it seems like you're pretty connected with a lot of people from the program, past, you know, and present, what is kind of the feel about Coach Walters in this coaching staff? Are you guys amped up? Are you excited? Like, what's the feel?
1: So, um, I guess let me go back a little bit. Obviously, uh, you know, I, I have uh, the utmost – you know, respect for Joe Tiller um, and, and his staff and Brock Spack who recruited me out of Michigan. I mean, you, you got to think of this, guys. Um, here I am in the state of Michigan. Um, Michigan offered me a scholarship my sophomore year of high school. And um, I was the <laughs> – it's kind of funny. I actually have um, –
2: this is awesome this is the best podcast we've ever done
1: uh, this this is this is old school remember back tom lemming and like super prep you actually had to go that. buy the publications right um so this was my senior and in, in super prep i was the 34th ranked high school player in the country and i was an athlete so i i uh, I, I because i played quarterback in safety so I was considered an athlete, and I was actually the number two athlete in in the whole entire country coming out of Michigan. So you got to think about this. <clears throat> Here's Brock's back, you know. Um, obviously, because when you're a, a, a program, you know, when it comes to recruiting, you got to see see. Going, is it worth it to spend this money on this kid? Can we really get this guy right? You know what I mean? And there's a lot of money that goes into it, and here I am. I, uh, Michigan had just won a national championship you know, in 97 with Lloyd Carr, they gave me a scholar, offered me a scholarship. Then, then, you know, 45. So Ann Arbor is about an hour from me where I grew up. East Lansing is 45 minutes. You had Nick Saban as the head coach. And when I went on my visits, I went to Wisconsin, Notre Dame, Purdue, and Michigan state. But I, I did visits, you know, non official visits. And typically the head coach is always with the offense. You know, he's, that's just what it is. You're, you're kind of your head coach is a defensive coordinator, right? But I go to Michigan State and I'm not only is Nick Saban like on the defensive side of the ball, but he's specifically even with the defensive backs. Because before he we went to Michigan State, he was the the defensive back coach at, at uh, Cleveland Browns for four years. So I was like Nick Saban's guy. Like I remember it was Nick Saban football camp. And I actually, I actually still have all pitchers from these things. I'll have to show you guys sometime, but it was Nick Saban's football camp. And we went down. It was a one day camp and uh, we showed up about 9am and uh, Nick Saban was sitting there in the golf cart waiting for my dad. And, you know, I went to the camp and Nick Saban, the entire camp uh, took my dad and gave him a private tour of Michigan state. The facilities, they went back to his house, uh, had some beers and stuff like that. And uh, not only was Nick Saban the head coach, but then the defensive back coach was Mark D'Antonio. So it was like, pfft, Like, dude. So you got to look at the ball, the balls on SPAC and Tiller. Um, Again, you know, Nick Saban and Mark D'Antonio. You have Lloyd Carr. You know, I'm one of the top recruits in the country. They had no business even coming up to Saginaw. You know, to really, to be honest with you, you know. And I, I, the only thing I knew about Purdue was Glenn Robinson. To be honest with you. Okay. Okay. First, I, I, you know, coming out of Michigan. I mean, am I? I watched football, but I wasn't a huge fan. I mean, I, I cheered for the Lions. Um, Michigan, Michigan th- State thing wasn't, you know, I, I didn't really watch college football that much. My two older brothers did, um, and I think my my first memory of Purdue was it was during Christmas break when I was in high school, and I remember going over my buddy Mark Betcher's. It was it was it was Mark Betcher, who was an offensive lineman of mine and a close friend of mine his girlfriend's brother had a trailer and I remember us going over there because he, he had, he was, he had a a case of forties, you know, (laughs) forties and it it was the, it was the Kansas state Purdue game was on. And I just remember like like, Purdue, what the hell, you know, I just, just remember that was my first memory of Purdue. Um, But yeah, so you got to think about it, you know, so Brock's back comes up there and, and um, they just did a great job. Uh, of recruiting me and um it was pretty much pretty much joe tiller uh brock spack and um jim chaney were kind of the guys that recruited me kevin someone did as well because i didn't know if i wanted to be uh, a receiver so like for instance nebraska notre dame indiana syracuse they kind of ran the option, so they recruited me as a quarterback. I was an option quarterback coming out of uh, high school, along with being a safety. Some schools were uh, receiver, some schools were safety, and it was you know depending on you know what they what they thought. And um, I went down to Purdue, and they had they had a game plan for me. I remember going in the Mullenkov was me and my dad, and uh, you know that was where they had this big. Big zenith, like box TV, you know, half of, you know have the have the room or whatever, and they had a VHS tape and it had, and it was it was me and my dad, and it was Joe Tiller, Kevin Sumlin, Brock Spack, Jim Cheney, um, it's a uh, hell of a room, yeah, Greg Olson, um, you know, uh, God, who, uh, uh, um, Greg Emanuel, um, yeah, so I mean, so in Austin they had five plays on offense five plays on defensive, five plays on special teams. And they said, this is what we see you doing here at Purdue. And it seemed so simple, but me and my dad just sat there and were like, wow, I can actually see myself doing that, right? They had a real game plan for me. And I remember it was funny because when word got out that Purdue had done this, then all of a sudden all these other schools are trying to do it too. And, and I'm like, well, you didn't come up with it, right? Like you didn't, you didn't, you didn't come up with this idea. But, you know, coaches get one home visit for per athlete they give a scholarship to. And uh, I remember Joe Tiller and Brock Spack came up to Saginaw, Michigan, um, and I actually, I have a picture of me and Brock and Joe Tiller in my, my living room, but you know, Brock's talking to my mom about engineering. Cause I thought I wanted to be an engineer, you know, until I actually got here and realized how hard it is to be an engineer, you know, so, <laughs> there go, you know, he's Brock's back sitting over there, you know, and you know, Brock, I, I talk to him every week. You know, I, I love the guy. He's, he's, he's a, he's a football coach. Right. And he's over there trying to like impress my mom with academics and stuff. I can tell he doesn't want to be over there. And, I'm sitting there, and Joe Tillers just—he's just sitting there, and he's just—he's just—he's just staring at me like this, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, uh, and he's just staring at me, and I'm like, "Coaches, um, is ever what's up, man?" And he's—he goes, "Geez, you got a big nose." <laughs> 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 I,
3: said,
0: I, said, I said, "What?"
1: He goes. You know what to I don't know if we have a helmet that'll fit that big No, we are. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, "Oh my god, this guy again in the backyard of Nick Saban, Dantonio, Michigan, who just won a national championship." And I'm like, "That's your that's your recruiting line." I'm like, "Dude, I'm going to Purdue, man."
0: So <laughs>
1: you, go, you I mean, gotta uh, appreciate
2: a guy that talks shit. I love that. Oh, good.
1: dude, it was just that, and that's that. That was just you know each. School had its own feel, and when I stepped out, you know, Vinny Sutherland was my host. Uh, I remember I had I had a basketball game uh, that night because uh, it was during basketball season, and they had their um, there was a small little airport in the Midland Bay City Saginaw Airport, and they had like their one of their little private planes or whatever pick me up, and I remember landing, and Vinnie Sutherland had his uh like a nineteen ninety four like 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 almost like purple probe and it had like Sutherland on the back and he's just sitting there with a a case of beer and like chicken wings or whatever oh my god I got off the plane three
4: NIL days right there yeah
1: (laughs) yeah yeah um and just right away just the the feel of Purdue um but I actually have I have I have my older brother kept a lot of my stuff so I have all the handwritten letters that 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 uh multiple universities were writing me when joe tiller offered me a scholarship um and i actually have some really cool memorabilia when when joe tiller passed away they, he was a, a, a um had a lot of memorabilia and they had an auction and, and whatever you bought went to the uh is it nf at nff i think chiller chapter or whatever and national football
3: yeah. foundation
1: yeah yeah so i have i have like some really cool items like his game bag that he would put the game plan in and like no a, a jacket. Um Well, here, I'll, I'll show. I think you guys will appreciate it.
2: Yes. Yes. This is the best episode ever. God, kick me off the podcast and hire Stu full-time. I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best.
1: And this is – I. This is just a couple things, but I have I have, he, had, he every bowl game he would get a hat, and I actually have every hat from every bowl game that we went to that were Joe Tillers. But here, awesome. so you see you see him right here.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: So this is actually this is the actual jacket here. That
2: oh, is wow. incredible. Wow.
1: And if you can see which is which is really cool. Let's see if I can, if you can see this here. Wait, hold on. Here we go. Am I, doing, am I touching something or is that you?
0: No, that's us. No. You know, oh, yeah, that's us.
1: But if you look here, it's got his uh Joe Tiller initials. But here, here is his actual. And I remember him walking through, wow. like I have videos from the Rose Bowl and stuff, and I was watching him with Ashante Woodyard yesterday, and he, he's walking through the locker room carrying this bag right here. So wow.
2: Stu, I gotta whole, come over sometime.
1: The whole, the whole point of me, I guess. Bringing that up was again, I I, I take uh, my relationship with Joe and, and SPAC and those guys very, very serious because um, if it wasn't for them, you know, recruiting me, that's where I met my wife. My wife was an all American hurdler here at Purdue. Um, we've been Let's together go. 23 years, married 18. Uh, we have four amazing children and uh, we've lived all over the country and we chose to raise our family here, which it was the best decision we ever made in our lives. But again, if without Joe Tiller having, you know, having going, yeah, let's go up there and let's, let's go recruit that kid. Cause again, like I said, if you looked at it, you'd be like, well, we're wasting our time. Like that, there's just no way we're going to be able to pull him out of there. Um, and they did it. And um, it was, it was great. And um, I, I was inducted to the uh, Purdue uh not football, but Purdue sports hall of fame has passed, um, let's see in 2022 class of 2022, but the bank was in February. And part of my speech was talking about, you know, how, how with, with, with Tiller recruiting me and bringing me back, um, or recruiting me and having me come here. Um, again, like I said, I wouldn't have my family. I wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't be talking to you guys right now. So I, I wish he was still here. He was a, he was a great man. Uh, I mean, obviously, as you can see, pre-97, post-2010, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a very noticeable difference in, in record, in, in uh, NFL prospects and all that type of stuff. So we're getting back there. Um, it's taken a while. Brock's back should have been the heir apparent rather. And, I, you know, Danny Hope was on staff when – he was an offensive uh, line coach for two years when, you know, I was here playing and I like, I I love Danny Holt, but I I would have liked to see SPAC get that. And the thing is, is Joe Tiller was very good. He was a great, obviously he was a great recruiter, right? I mean, and when I say he was a great recruiter, Purdue can't, this, this university, there's great players, but they're not great players for here, right? Um it takes a special eye to find a guy one that can compete um in the Big 10, right? Um but also compete academically, you know, at Purdue, which is, is it's very stringent. Um and then three, be able to gel and live in this community, right? Um it's a little bit different. And you know, and, and Tiller one thing that was great about Tiller was he, he made the promise to parents. He said, you know, if you're, if, if you, if you, if your son comes here, I'll promise you that we will do everything we possibly can to make sure they get their degree. Uh, and I, I think our graduation rate of the football team was always like 94, 95%. That's incredible. Yeah. Well above the general pop, you know, general student population. And he was very serious about that, you know, and there's, there's a lot of universities. It's 8%, 9% or guys major in eligibility. You know, those coaches don't give a, give a rat. And, you know, every time I spoke with him after I was gone, never once when we would call was he talking about football was how's the family, you know, um, he, he would, he would get razzled up about how much these coaches make nowadays. That was always kind of a,
3: I was always kind
1: of a thing. I just can't believe he's coffee. It,
3: it, it, it sounds a lot like, uh, like Tiller was a lot like Katie. He was more worried about building the man than he was the football player.
1: Yeah. And, and it's, it's such a unique era because those two guys, like they, they're, they're, they're like made for Purdue. I mean, they almost looked like the mascots of, you know, the, <laughs> like they were like perfect. You know what I mean? And, and, um, uh, the problem, the problem was, and and you know, I love Morgan Burt, God rest his soul. Um, He wouldn't give Tiller money to keep his staff around. Uh, and again, you look at the staff that he had. I mean, those, how many head coaches and how many offensive coordinators and NFL guys came from that staff alone? But he, he just he get these guys around him, and he couldn't keep them, you know. And that that, that was a that was a huge thing for him, uh, and it, and it hurt him, and. I love what Babinski's doing. Uh, I think he's done a phenomenal job with all of the sports at Purdue, um, let alone – I mean, he is a football fan, guys. That guy, is he's at, he's at the games, and um, he has uh, he, he done – he's opened up the pocketbooks, and obviously you guys know, I mean, the, the bloodline of any football program or any athletic program is right, the recruits – and, you know, how do you get the recruits? Well, you get the recruits by the facilities. You know, how do you, how do you build these $52 million facilities? Well, you get donations. And a big part of those donations should come from guys that played here that, that went on to the NFL to have success. And about, let's see, so this was probably seven years ago when they, when they were building the football building. I donated a substantial amount to have the Stuart Schweiger family defensive back meeting room. Um, awesome in there. Yeah. Which was, which was really cool to have. Um, But again, I I thought it, 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 it set precedence that I stepped up and, and um, was to leave my legacy, but that's, that's what it takes, you know? And um, Babinski's done a great job of, of really revamping this place in in, in all sports. So,
0: all right, there you go. I'm, I'm done talking. I don't know if if you guys have any (laughs) questions.
2: That was, that was incredible. That was (laughs) incredible.
0: I have. So, Sorry, go ahead, Dylan. You no, I something. just
2: the the tiller jacket. Like I'm a I'm a memorabilia yeah. guy. I gotta come over here.
1: Actually, house where are I'm you guys cool. located? Are you guys local? No, Ohio. Dayton. I'm about Ohio. four hours
0: four hours south. I'm Evansville, Indiana. Okay. How about you,
1: Russ? Um,
4: Frank and I are both in the Louisville area. So okay, yeah.
0: We're in Ohio,
2: Dayton.
1: Okay. So, yeah.
2: so you you were with the Saginaw Sting and the CIFL.
1: We came down and played the Dayton Sharks.
2: I worked for the Dayton Sharks.
1: Did You really, yeah. I, I
2: was, <laughs> I worked in the front office for the Dayton Sharks.
1: Yeah, we went down Tommy Jones, man. Yeah, Tommy Jones, yeah, man. who, big, who big Actually, boy. I played against in 20, 2002 when Indiana came up here. He was the starting quarterback yeah. for Indiana.
2: Tommy and I would talk, yeah. Tommy Gunn, baby. Tommy, Tommy Gunn.
1: Gunn, yeah. Tommy
2: Gunn was the Tommy man, Gunn, oh. yeah.
1: We went I, up I looked that
2: up about you a few like months ago and I was like, I had no idea. That's yep, awesome.
1: Yep, I was I was the owner of owned it for four years. Uh we went to three championships. You uh, beat our butts Two of them. each time. Well, when we went up there to date, though, you guys hammered us. And then you guys came back up to Saginaw in the championship yeah. game and we ended up winning in the last like the last second. Your arena um, is way better than ours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah oh yeah yeah
2: um <laughs> Hera was a dump Hera was a dump she was our dump but it was a dump
1: <laughs> yeah. i mean trust me it was it was better than some places i've been to oh yeah for sure um but i was actually the i bought the league that we played in the continent or football league i was the commissioner of it uh so i was in i was in charge of 10 teams in six states uh it was a complete nightmare Absolute absolutely yeah. i bet, I bet. <laughs> I, Listen, I the
2: operation the sharks had was was it was weird. <laughs> That's the best way well, I can. What it.
1: happens is, is you get these guys that come in, and they want to run it like a fantasy football. Yeah. Right. They don't realize how much money goes into, and that was the thing for me. I wanted to make it as as professional as I could because it is professional. You're paying these guys; they're professionals. Oh yeah. So we would go out and we would raise through through businesses through sponsorships up where around. 650 to $750,000 so I could buy the best equipment so yeah. that when players came up here, we had housing, we had, uh, uh per diem, and we had meal plans. We yeah. had, uh, workout facilities, you know, I mean we had good practice facilities and then that way we got the best players. So, uh, it was, it was fun, but yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the Dayton sharks, Tommy, Tommy gun, Tommy Jones, yeah, and those Tommy were, Jones and you yeah. guys,
2: we were always jealous of your gear. We were always jealous of your uniforms. My last year, we were the owner, I won't say his name, had us. Duct well, I, actually, tape. I
1: actually designed your uniforms because I, you really? I, I had an apparel company as well. That Look at designed. us, dude.
2: We're best friends now. I, you know, we're, we're, <laughs> we're I, it was
1: like I, I, that was a thing I always liked. That like, like, in like when um, NCAA came out and you could do like the like high school, I'd sit there for four or five hours, like making my high school team and going through the roster. And, and, and it was a way for me to shut my mind off and just zone out for a while. So, yeah, so I As actually designed tell. those, those uniforms for you. And I think if I'm not mistaken, didn't someone try to sue you guys because there was another team that had something similar with the sharks or something. Yeah.
2: Then we had a hockey team in the same arena Is and that what a, they were going to be called the Dayton devils, but they had to change it to demons because the New Jersey devils were going to have their
1: ass. There you go. And yeah. so they had
2: to change that real quick. But yeah, I love I love that parallel, man. I have a lot of memories from that. I when I spent arena football years... was a lot
1: of fun. It was it was, it was wild. Uh, it was the kind of the best parts of football, right? Because the field's so small. I mean, you're just getting touched on after touchdown, but also it allows the fans to get close to to the players and actually, you know, feel the hits and hear the hits and see the speakers. At a college stadium, you're 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 so far back, you know. At a pro stadium, you're watching the guys on the jumbotron, you know. And then you know we come out, we're under the stadium, we have pads on. You don't really get a chance to see us, you know what I'm saying? So indoor football was really cool because uh, it was the fan interaction. And I remember the big thing was if the ball goes in the stands, you keep it.
2: Yeah, that was. Remember
1: the first game we played, which cost you you, a lot
2: of money, but it was fun.
1: So yeah, so (laughs) we told the guys throw throw the balls out right. I think after the first game I think we went through like 80 balls and they're like, <laughs> yeah, they're like $35 a piece. So I said, guys, listen, okay. Let's just save them. Let's just save them for touchdowns. Not like a two-yard game. <laughs> All right. You know what I mean? So, I still have a
2: CIFL ball somewhere. I'll have to find that. Oh, Of course you got of one. Course <laughs> does, yeah. I hope he has a red, white, and blue one. that. Just that one commish. was my favorite. Here, here,
1: here
0: was our Oh, there you go!
1: The yeah, that I came up with the yep. Stanley Stinger. We called him. Uh, but no, here, here you go. Uh, I know exactly what you're looking for. Hold on.
4: This is awesome. This is awesome. This is the best. Let's oh go. my god! Frank's Let's gonna go. have go. so
3: much editing to do is this Saturday.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's it. The red, white, and blue ball. That's oh it. Oh my! I have that uh, one somewhere now. I gotta in. find it.
1: See, yeah. I yeah, that's I, of well. Talking. Here you go. So these, these are the. Uh, the championship rings that i bought i bought oh man damn Twelve, and then this one was in wait, hold on, hold on.
2: Yeah, you go. guys want a couple
1: 2011 you kind nice. of ran
2: the league you know
1: erie was good remember erie
2: yeah i remember erie yeah, yeah.
1: well remember uh the 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 northern kentucky river Monsters, jared, jared Lef- Lef- and stew yeah jared you know
2: i was so mad F- the F- week lefty. before the week before Jared Lorenzen was supposed to play us in Dayton, he dives for a touchdown and breaks his Breaks his head. leg. Breaks yeah. his leg. I was cause I wanted to meet the guy. Yep. Rest in peace. He was a legend. Yeah, I always all right. things yeah, about I mean, him. Yeah,
1: He'd walk up and he was head and shoulders bigger and not only taller but he, than, than his uh than his law offensive lineman. Yeah. I tell uh, you what, he could he could throw that thing, dude. He could especially he could in an arena ball, man. Oh.
0: So, Stu, I do have one question for you. Um, With you being a former player and everything, and again, you being so well-connected, what is the player consensus on shout and does it need to be removed? And if so, what is the thing that we remove it with? Well, have you guys been to
1: Wisconsin? Have you watched the game in Wisconsin and Madison?
0: Yeah, Frank and Chris actually went last year.
1: So, obviously, I mean, on the field, you can, like, the stadium moves. Like, it literally moves when that jump comes out. And it, it's, it's such a cool, I, I lo- that's why I love college football. Um, You know, the bands and the cheerleaders and the, the, the um, traditions and um all that stuff, especially, especially for us, like Purdue, we have, we have such a unique mascot that no other university has. And we could, we're finally starting to utilize that a little bit more, we're putting the train tracks around the field and. You know, with the with the new uh renovations at Ross Aid where the now the student sections by the Jumbotron and it looks like the grill of a of a train and um so they're utilizing some of that stuff. So um would you ask me?
0: (laughs) I asked you uh, about so like the end of the third quarter, they somebody gets on the mic. shout. what do the players think about it? What do you think about it?
1: Um I I was actually honored. I came back, I think, in 2012 when I think it was the last time Notre Dame played here. I did the shout.
2: I was at um, that game. I remember.
1: It's, I mean, it's, It's shout. Uh, it, yeah, I mean, I guess I. <sighs> what do you replace
0: it with? I, I don't. I, I would have no idea. Um, Got a couple comments uh, here in the comment section. Uh, the noodle said "Immigrant Song" by uh, Zeppelin, and then Nick Burr said "Train Train" by Blackfoot uh There's a couple options there I but don't I, I think it should
1: be intimidating
0: you know I don't I, think I don't it should know.
1: be fun I don't I, I guess I, I'd have to hear those songs I'm sure I probably do know them um yeah, yeah. I guess I don't know right I mean, yeah, I mean right like yeah the whole jump around thing kind of was it's just it is what it is and
0: I guess it's kind of hard to emulate that. Um, I suggested last year on a podcast, I suggested Thunder by ACDC and I got reamed because apparently Nebraska does that. And I didn't know that did I, I should have known that beforehand.
1: <laughs> well, I, I, I remember, uh, well, in Oakland, we'd come out to, uh, um, uh, what was it? Hell's bells. I think it was. And they're like a dung, you know, would come out. But what was really cool was in my senior year in 03, uh, you know, so, so we, you know, from my freshman and sophomore year, we had Champion, right? Was our was our apparel, our 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 gloves and cleats were Nike. So when we switched over to when the Champion contract was done, and we went to Nike, and I lo- I love Arnett Tiller very much. I talked to her to this day, but she was the one behind taking out black and giving us the light gold jerseys with white numbers and white pants. And you look and you're going, we are like one of a handful of universities where black is actually like one actually of the color that we use. <laughs> yeah. And you take it out when every other university that doesn't need, they put black in it. Right. And and the thought process was that, on on tv when people are wearing black you can't tell how many people are there which i i doesn't make any sense to me but anyways right so so we have the the gold jerseys and senior year so they made a switch they made instead of having gold with the white numbers our senior year they had gold with black
2: i just, own you know? one of those jerseys fun fact
1: and yeah, those are the, whenever I see those, like the nine with like the gold, and I'm like, that's not Dorian Bryant. Those are Stuart Schwager, uh nine jerseys <laughs> out there. Um, but our senior year, you know, we come in what 16th or 17th, and then what always sucked is I think our junior and senior year, the first game of the season was our bye week, and that was that's the that's the dunk because all that is is just another week of of two days, and then now you're playing a team week two. That it's your first game, but they've already played, and that's a huge advantage, right? So we uh that senior year, right? I think 16th or 17th, I think maybe one of the highest ranks coming into preseason. Really, really that team should have won a national championship. And we play bowling green. And uh, you know, the week prior, Josh Harris, who was a great quarterback that went on to play for the Baltimore Ravens, you know, their offense threw for like 650 yards and Again, with the coaches having a bye week, it just gave them extra time to overthink things, and it was the only game ever that I'll I'll give Brock's back crap about. He overcoached it instead of, instead of just letting us come out there and play. Um, we were we had a formation call for d- every formation, and then all of a sudden, before you knew it, they're in the game, and then they throw that that pass at the end. But um, and you guys know who their coach was, right? For Bowling Green, Urban mm-hmm. Meyer. Oh yeah, yeah. Urban Meyer was a, and kind of catapulted him to to get to where he ended up getting to. Um, but I remember, so we played we played in those gold jerseys, and then we go down to Wake Forest the next week. You know, we dropped out of the top twenty five. Wake Forest was ranked twenty first in the country. Um, good, 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 good team, and uh, we we beat Wake Forest. I I actually I started the game off with an interception and ended the game. With a uh, on a fourth and one, tackling the running back in the backfield, and actually that running back was Chris Barkley, who ended up being our running back. Yeah, our running backs coach here, and actually a close friend of mine um, was the guy who I tackled. But we came back to play Arizona, and Arizona they had a good running back. I think his name was Farmer or whatever. And you know, anytime you can play the Big Ten and Pac-12 was always a big deal. And it's not so much anymore, right? But it used to be. And well, the pac we is in. turning
4: into the Big Ten now, so
1: yeah, no, no, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, pretty much, there, there's going to be two conferences, and it's going to be it's going to be just like the NFC, NFC and AFC, and players with the NIL is becoming free agents. Free, you know what I mean? The bigger markets that can pay the kid. Kid has a great freshman year at a smaller school. Big school is going to come and take him away. Um, but no, so so we you know we have the gold jerseys. We lose. We go to Wake Forest. We win. We come back. And we go out for like, I think we went out for like a stretch or something. We come back in the locker room and, we, and our black, jer- we didn't, we thought the black jerseys were gone. Well, all of a sudden the black jerseys are hanging up in the, in the locker room. And we came out the back in black. And oh, yeah, oh, I, th- awesome. I think we, I think we won like 59 to 10 or something. like <laughs> that. We just beat the, we just beat the crap out of them. Oh, I love it. I love it. So your main question is, there, is, should they take it away? If they did, what well, could they replace it with? I mean, I, I think pretty much it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's not too corny, right? It's not like it's some YMCA or, you know, the who let the dogs out or something like that. You know what I mean? So I, I, I mean, it, I guess it brings
0: people together and I, I guess it's all right. I mean, what do you guys yeah. think? I, uh, hates it? yeah, I hate it. I, <laughs> uh, especially like, I hate it because you know, you talk about it's the end of the third quarter. You want something to bring you back into the game, especially if it's not a good game. And then all of a sudden somebody just comes through that that window up in the the, the section that's, up in Ross yeah, and is like, All right, point. guys, yeah. let's get ready to shout. And it's just like
1: Yeah, that, that would be cool to have like someone that would get you pretty hyped up. Cause I know for us when we we're playing, you know, I I I played Wisconsin twice in my career, both of them were in Madison and we won both of them. But when that when that would come on we it was like pumping us up too you know mm-hmm.
0: we were like we were like getting pumped up for it you know yeah so i don't know what song could replace it but it's crazy
4: why they cool. used for things because like what if the guy that they honored or the the athlete they honored yelled all aboard you know for the crazy train and then they played that would be cool train, it's just that would yeah. be cool
2: i remember they had it was tiller and, and katie in the press box for shout and i think we we're playing marshall and it was a bloodbath like purdue was killing them and coach tiller says like i bet you guys didn't know you were coming to a track meet <laughs> like that was it was so good it was so good
1: yeah yeah uh actually i i have i actually I, I filmed mine and i remember when i went up to the girl i don't know who that who who she was but she's like and we have Stuart Shur. Schre- <laughs> oh come on! Put <laughs> no. like, like, <laughs> some respect
2: on the name.
1: Yeah, I'm like, dude, I I went up there because Tom Shop Tom Shop was our SID director, and he's no longer there anymore. But he he was in char- a very close friend of mine. And um, no, sorry, Chris Clopton was working for the John Purdue Club at the time. Chris Clopton was a, a, a corner that I played with, a great guy. And I said, Clopton, what the f-? you know, but I. I but even the crowd was like, they're like, "What the yeah. heck is this girl?" Yeah, I'm like, "Who is this?" Who, who, Do who is some this girl homework, that you lady. Here? Yeah, all you have to say, all you have to say is just say stew. You don't even have to say. We, yeah, know. that's
2: you're so good and you're so well known. All you got to say is stew and people are like, it's "Oh, it's, Madonna." Yeah. Well,
1: no, one of you were talking when I was trying to sign in, and
0: there was yeah, like a chance. Somebody but, would be the whole crowd would be like "Stu."
1: So and after, I thought, as a kid, tackles, I thought people
0: were booing you.
1: You will. After tackles or or plays or my junior year, I, I would return kicks a little bit. So they'd say back there return. And then they say, Stu, and I remember my 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 little sister, she's like, Why are they booing them? Why are they booing them or whatever? But yeah, it was uh you can even now. So my brother, one of my brothers, older brother, when Tebow first came out, he got Tebow and he recorded uh, like the the the, the games uh, on VHS. A couple of years ago, he 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 sent them to me. So what I've been doing is I've been taking the VHS and and converting them to DVD, and then taking the DVD and uploading into Final Cut Pro, editing them and then putting on my YouTube channel. Um, but when I watch those, so you can you can hear the 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 fans and stuff. And they've they've actually done some interviews and stuff during the games of my my Stew's Crew sections. I actually have <laughs> I have two different Stew Crew shirts and. Yeah, man, it was a it was a it was a very 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 special time for me and my family, and
0: um, that's the uh, era that made me fall in love with Purdue football. That was when I started. It, when you, it if my you bring grandpa, back the uh,
2: Stu Crew shirts, I'll buy five. Like,
0: well, <laughs> well, I think, you know, so here's 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 what I said.
1: I said I said, man, I said, can I get reparations for this nil man? Can I get some? You know, <laughs> you have made a
2: killings too, but you but
1: honestly, so get this. So the university, right? Um, those shirts weren't like university licensed, they were oh. like so. So, the university actually banned them from selling those shirts because at one point they were selling more of those than like the regular <laughs> Purdue shirts. <laughs> so, I remember, I remember, like, people like my family was like, Stu, can I get one of those shirts? And I'm like, I don't really know how to get one. And I, someone said, like, you have to go to one of the university bookstores, ask for this person, and then they take you like downstairs and they go over <laughs> here and it was, like, and oh, was kind of like, knock on the door
0: three times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because the university,
1: you know, they're like, dude, we're not making money on that. And you're actually, those are out selling the shirts that we need to make money off of. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, always, I always thought that was kind of funny.
2: You bring those shirts back. I'll buy one.
1: Shoot. I got a couple. I got a couple of them. I got a couple of them. That's, so That's good. So, uh, any other questions, guys? Like I said, I just kind of popped in, man. So,
2: you're like, you're, I hate to, I'm a young gun. I'm only 27, so I don't want to make you feel too old. But, like, you were, you were my, my, my my guy growing up was Stu. Like, that was, oh, I've been going to games since I was a wee lad. And I remember, so so
1: so, so that would be, oh, God. So, how old were you (laughs) you? in 2000? Oh, like,
2: you were three, right? No, I was born in 96. So, let's do quick math.
0: How about the rest? (laughs) How about the rest of you guys? I was born in 93, so I would have been 7. Okay. Yeah,
4: I was, I was born in 89, so I, I literally grew up okay. you know, going to football games late 90s through the 2000s
1: for oh, sure. You yeah, think. likewise, yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah, I
3: was born in 88, so same.
1: Here you go. Here's here's something kind of cool. Um, Every time. I love it, it. keeps getting better. I love, love it. Love this.
3: Next week, we're going to have an episode, and it's just going to be Stu showing his memorabilia. Oh. You guys, well,
1: dude, you guys, you guys are all – I mean, obviously, you guys live all over the place. I told Chris – you know you guys are all welcome dude so i'm a i'm a stay-at-home dad of four um about let's see three and a half years ago i was awarded total and permanent disability uh through the nfl um so i've been involved in the nfl concussion lawsuit at a workers comp claim in california and i've seen over 40 50 doctors and you know 10 different uh, cities and states around the country and I come to find, I probably had 50 to 60 concussions while I played in the NFL. Oh my gosh. Wow. Crazy. So, so I'm, I am, you know, the last 10 years, there have been some tough spots, but I'm in a really good routine now where I am. I don't leave the house too much. I don't, I don't being out in public. I mean, Chris, as you know, as a law enforcement officer, it's especially a, 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 a middle-aged white male, um, it can be it can be uh, frustrating, and I don't have the the filter anymore. Um, I'll I'll tell people what I think, you know. And with me being a little bit bigger and a loud voice, sometimes that gets people nervous, you know. And um, so this social media here is great because it allows me to be social from the privacy and, and, and safety, safety of my, own, of my Stu, own.
2: You are you are now a official member of the Boiler Express oh. podcast.
1: <laughs> So this ball here. So I, I have I have quite a few of them up here, but this 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 was a um in the NFL here. This That's one. Awesome. Can, can you guys read that?
0: Game mm-hmm. ball, Stu
1: Schweiger, mm-hmm. Brett Favre. Let's Brett go. Brett Favre. Wow. That's oh, nice. <laughs> I picked off Brett Favre in Lambeau Field, so that was a that was a really cool one. Um, picked off Jake Plummer in Mile High. Picked off Michael Vick in at Atlanta. Um, but you got to actually keep the actual ball, right? Oh, nice. Ball. In college, you don't because it's the other te- it's the other team's ball, right? So um,
0: in college, if you uh, celebrate your interception while you're running to the end zone, you get yelled at for that. Oh yeah, you
1: like get, like uh, Jalen Graham. Jalen Graham, yeah. Yes, I couldn't believe that. That was such trash.
0: Um, and we all knew it was coming too because as soon as he did it, our group chat was blowing up. Like oh, no, no, no stop, no, stop, stop. I,
1: no, I, I thought that's. I thought the same thing. I I, I just thought I just thought they're just gonna you know at the very worst we're gonna have to move back our extra point. I didn't think they could take the whole touchdown back.
0: Yeah. I didn't think so either. God forbid the
2: kids have fun.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I know. I know. Right. Um, So anyway, so when I broke the all time interception record, so I had six, my, no, I had five, my freshman year, Um, that that Rose bowl year. uh, I led the team in tackles and interceptions as a true freshman, 19 years old. Um, And then my sophomore year, Again, led the team in tackles and interceptions. So I had five and then six. The, the original record was 11 held by Rod Woodson. Oh, wow. And I, I tied that my, my sophomore year at the Michigan State game in 01 when we won. So my junior year playing Western Michigan, when I broke the record, um, that's when I broke the record. Well, we, I would come back to reunions during spring games, and one of the equipment managers – you know they come back too. He threw me. The, he threw me a ball. I'm like, what's this? And he's like, dude, that he's like, that's the ball. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, that's the ball that you broke the record with. So, th- this is actually. So you see Western Michigan. Wow. So this was, this, was, this was the actual ball uh, that was thrown when I broke it. You. You would think maybe Purdue might want this to put this somewhere, but I guess not. I guess I, I'm. I guess I'm not that important for. Let's them.
2: rally up the troops on Twitter and make that
0: happen. Yeah so there you go
1: but yeah dude, I, got a, I got a ton a ton of memorabilia uh gloves and cleats and i have all the i have all the golden black illustrated and the, the exponents and all of the media guides and i have balls from uh the rose bowl year and i actually have uh if you guys check out my youtube channel um i have a lot of home videos up there but i have when I recorded like the Rose Bowl trip with my own camera and uh, one of the Sun Bowls and one of the Capital One Bowls and it's really funny behind the scenes like us at dinners and at practice and um, getting hammered in our hotel room and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. It. And I, I've been I've been uh, uploading that stuff. So the Illinois game, I do know Sean Phillips will be back for it. Um, he's he's doing something for the alumni, but. One thing that's been really cool is I've really connected with uh, and become really close friends with Rod Woodson. Um, oh, very nice. close awesome. friends with with Chris Dishman. Um, me and Mike Allstott uh,
0: are. Yeah, very he's coming close. to town this weekend.
1: Yeah. He, yes, he is. Yep, he's the honorary captain. He. Um, he. Me and him had the same agent. So, and we, my rookie year, we played against each other, and uh, <laughs> it was on Sunday Night Football, and I, I remember the play because. We're playing cover two, in the in the corner took like an over route, and in zone, you know, you let that go, but he we went with them. I'm like, okay, whatever, and they threw like a swing pass out of the backfield to, to Mike Allstott. and it's just me and him, and about like 20 yards, and he's going down the sidelines, and I just come up, and at the last minute, I just I just chopped the crap out of right. He he flips, and and I'm like, ooh, okay, well then later that year i went to the super bowl um you go to the super bowl for events and stuff like that and and uh he's like where, where the hell is that Schweiger at or whatever where is he at you know and he comes up he pulls up he pulls up his his pants and there's a huge like just divot in like his shins from where i oh man he goes dude i thought because we were like staring at each other he's like i thought you were gonna hit me up high i'm like are you crazy dude like what on the sideline as a rookie are you stupid I'm not going to be on your <laughs> highlight film so <laughs> <But laughs> last second is bam I just chopped him down <laughs> so uh, but Mike Allstott, I've connected with Jim Everett he he's he's a great guy uh Kevin Sumlin has been coming back uh Kyle Orton um I actually last season they had Dorian Bryant uh come back for the first time I love
0: I, dude he was one of my favorite receivers back right. in the day
1: I reconnected with him, which was really, really cool. And, uh, met his family and, um, uh, met his partner and, um, trying to think of who else. Um, but it's been really cool to talk to these Purdue guys and kind of connect with them and, and just get their opinion on stuff, how they feel, how they're treated with the alumni, how the coaching staff is, how they, you know, operate and things like that. So um, it's been cool. And then, you know, I, I, I mentor some of the guys on the team. One guy I was going to tell you that, that I really love, um, a guy who I've liked since when I was doing the radio show would do my little minute and a half evaluation of the recruits we just signed. Um, I've liked him, but, um, is, um, Sanusi Kane. Yeah. Yes. He, uh,
0: he's, he's, he hits hard, man. He does.
1: And he's a great kid. Um, actually called, you know, I extend, I I go to these guys and here's my number and come over and you want to watch film or whatever. And Mm -hmm. rarely, you know, these guys, they got it all figured out, right? These kids, they know everything already. And I'm just thinking, (laughs) if I was at Purdue and Rod Woodson were to come back and live on campus give me his number and tell me I could come over and call him anytime. I I would, I would be over there asking him what to eat for breakfast and what shoes to wear. And I mean, I would, I would be asking him every yeah, right? restraining order. He'd be right. like, listen,
3: this is- <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, so, so Newsy Kane actually the one day he called me and it was really, really cool for me um, as a mentor, not only as a, you know, a football guy down to a, a younger football player, but alumni and, and uh, we watched some film and uh, but he's the guy that i think is going to have a really big year um i don't know much about the quarterback i mean obviously i know he's good i mean i've heard nothing but great things about the guy uh you've talked about uh garrett miller is it no um
3: yeah
1: he's a guy that I, I i mentor uh is he healthy he's, he's been struggling to get back health wise do you, do you yeah. know?
3: I think that the last thing I'd seen from Deinhart was, uh, or Dean Hart i always screwed up. Tom um, yeah, is that it was always in the plan for him and Gus Hartwig to not start game one or not really? play game one? Yeah, that was
1: part of the rehab process, okay. allegedly. What did Hart? What, what did Hartwig do? He broke both
0: of his hands, and uh, he played with broken hands last year and a bum knee. So that guy is really. Like half a season, that's great.
1: So he's like he's like um uh Landon Feitner. Didn't Landon Feitner play with uh two Mm -hmm. broken wrists or whatever? Well, thinking of Landon Feitner, white safety, uh, but the um oh god, um, the third brother, the third uh
0: Dylan Thieneman. Yeah, Yeah, I've heard a lot of good stuff about him.
1: I see him as like when they had like the commercial running out with the coach and he's already pegged as a starter, as a true freshman, six, six way, six. And, uh, I've heard nothing but great things about him. He yeah. looks like he could be a, a pretty good player for us. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, the corners.
4: Do, do you feel threatened at all that Cam Allen is going to have like a, a big interception year and even, I think it's close? nine.
0: I think he needs nine. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, uh, I saw that Russ said eight, and you were quick to be like, "Yeah, I think it's nine. <laughs> <laughs> I think
1: it is. I'm not positive.
4: According obviously, to the sources, because he's at he's at ten, and you
1: he he's at ten. Yeah, okay, so, no, yeah. so so he'd need eight. He would need eight to beat me. Um, That'd obviously, you no know, rule, rule uh, records are made to be broken, but I don't. I I I like having that record, man. I mean, yeah, I, I think yeah.
4: I think you're safe because I just think this defense is going to be. It's going to be a bunch of guys stepping
1: up when they're called on and not just one guy dominating. Well,
3: it's, I, I just
1: remember well, last year, two years ago, I remember he was getting like these tips and like end of the play. I'm like, oh, my like, great job, Cam. I'm like, oh, don't, get, don't get
4: Frank started. Don't get Frank started. <laughs> he, well,
1: here's the thing that he, he, he doesn't need to be worried about that record. He needs to worry about making tackles. You know, the, the end of last season, boy, I, I'm going. All right, now I'm going to say it, yeah.
0: Yeah, I I I've I've been saying this all off season, but since you
3: say
1: yeah, I'm going to say I agree with you. Yeah. It was no it, it was bad. It was it was and then the bowl game, I mean, there were a couple times where he just got I'm like, "Oh, dude, like you can't do you can't put that on film, man." You know what I mean? Like it was some of those, I'm like, where are you going? So really, and I love Cam. I've, I've been a Cam, a fan of Cam when I watched his film out in Virginia. You know, when he was all-state quarterback in, in DB, I said, this kid's, this kid's gonna be a playmaker. I said, this, he, I just can see it. I just, I just know. Um, so I've always been a huge fan of him. I love his father, um, but that, I mean, I'm going. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at some of these games. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, I think probably my whole career. I maybe missed six tackles, you know what I mean? And, and he's missing them time after time. And it's, it's pretty big, big time. They're not only, not only getting scored on because of missing a tackle, but just in out of bad position or just whatever. So really with, with Sanusi Kane, he's got that sewed up. And with this Thieneman, I mean, if, if our outside
0: line biker, our- Linebackers. Our outside linebackers are pretty nasty too. Nick Scorton, Kydrin Jenkins. I'm pretty stoked to see how they do this year.
1: Now, is is um,
0: what's his name? Um, Wahlberg. Is he gone or is he? Yeah, he transferred to uh, was it Western Michigan? Oh, he did. When did that yeah. happen? A few I think it was ago. a
1: couple. While ago.
3: Yeah. I thought it was a couple weeks after the season when it was after the bowl game.
1: Well, I'm going to tell you this. Um, that bowl game was, was just a complete, just an mm. absolute embarrassment. Yeah. I uh, wish
0: it wouldn't have yeah. happened.
1: I just, I, I just, I, I, I had a, I went on and did a podcast of just what bowl games used to mean and just how important they were. And, 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 you know, for, for the alumni and families, I mean, they, they plan their vacations and, and spend a lot of money so to go down there. That.
4: Yeah, Frank Frank actually did that, yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and, and for these guys, just to, eh, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, dude, I'm like, you have a chance to play on a, well, not January 1st, it would be January 2nd, but uh, a New Year's Eve bowl game against LSU. Like, dude. Right what the hell you know what i'm saying and then yeah. you know the, the guys the, the the seniors don't play or whatever but yeah they play in these all-star games which i didn't like at all um and then it, i'm watching those games and i'm just going guys man that, that that's terrible for recruiting that's embarrassing for the entire university anyone associated with the university the community and as i was finally kind of getting over that then uh, let's go and uh, be the 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 number one seed that gets beat by the 16th seed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We've got a couple months before we have to start talking about basketball. I'm like, (laughs) dude,
1: I I remember because me and my wife, you know, we usually during the day we're doing so, so much stuff. So we, you know, we will watch the games later. Right. And we had just sat down to start watching, but it was already probably, you know, an hour and a half into the game and, Zzz, 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 and her phone's going off, and I'm going, dude, people don't text me when they win. I'm like we, we, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, going, I'm going we we're that we're that team that you know is the one that gets beat by uh the sixteenth seed after winning the you know the the big Ten tournament plus the big Ten championship, and then I see these guys walking around campus making 500 dollars, and I'm like, you know I should just go
0: up and slap the crap out of you, man, you know what I mean like what well, was even worse was like, um, was that that like the the week leading up to the game, the the coach from Fairleigh Dickinson was like, "Yeah, we know how to beat him. Yeah, yeah like, we have a no, game I, plan."
1: I remember before the game, we were talking to him, and I'm like, Man, you know, scooters, yeah, dude, I'm talking crap yeah. about the guy because he's like, "Oh yeah, we can do that. I'm like, "Dude, no way!" And, and I'm looking at with their tallest player, I think was six five or something like that. Like, yep. But you look, Rutgers has owned us the last three years. Um, and then we go and lose to Northwestern and twice to Indiana. It's like, and painter's a close friend of mine. I, 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 talk with him. I know his family and, uh Elliot bloom. And, but for some reason, I don't know what, I don't, I don't know what it is, but we just can't, I mean, you think about the year before with having, uh, uh, IV, yeah. N. freaking, you know, um, what's his name? The big tall kid. Here's something I can't stand. Stop showing his mom. I don't care about his mom. <laughs>
4: <laughs> he doesn't have anything to do with the program. Stu did, Stu, did you know he played hockey?
1: No, no. So <laughs> he's, he, well, he's actually from, he's from a, a town. My wife's Canadian and she, she's from uh, Ontario um, around the Toronto area where he's, she, she's, she's from the area where he was. Yeah. So he was a baseball player and a hockey player. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, dude, and like the fans, like, I'm like, she does nothing. She does nothing for the program. All right, she yeah, she got whatever by the dad and had a kid. That's her. That's her thing into it.
4: Don't we to really show her? I, I will say for, for one thing, for her credit, it is cool that that she apparently like has the whole team over and like cooks meals for him and like takes care of him and stuff like that. So like, it's not like a like the team
0: mom. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: Cut the cord, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> he said, dude, off, this is incredible. Dude. I mean, the guy again. I mean. I I I I my wife loves basketball. I love basketball. Anything to do with Purdue, but just you know him like having pictures of him like hanging out like hanging out with his mom. It's like, dude, man, like like I said, man, you gotta come on, buddy.
0: Oh man, yeah.
1: I mean, I get it, it. like whatever. But I, I have the same opinion when they show you know when they show the girlfriends of a football player. It's like you know what that TV time that you're using to show someone who is insignificant to anything that's going on right now could be used on showing a kid that's on the team and talking about him and highlighting him and, and and talking about his successes rather than sitting you know, for instance, a guy makes a tackle and, and the announcers don't even tell the guy's name, whoever made a the tackle. They're over here talking about this guy's girlfriend. And it's like, right. It's like, dude, it's, it's, it's just, that's one of my pet peeves. I just, I can't stand that,
0: Yeah, you know? No. Well, uh, we have gone. Normally, we you usually yeah, cut it can, off for an can, hour. Can, oh no, 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 absolutely loved having you on. I this has been talk, amazing. I can talk all night. You know, we can oh, yeah. we can chat after this, but I'm gonna wrap up the show real quick. We'll go a lot, We'll go off the air, but we can still hang out here and talk. Okay. Um uh, But just want to say a big shout out again to our uh, network at Big Banner Sports. Uh, check them out on Twitter, uh, everywhere. Uh, we're going to be putting a lot of content out there soon. Uh, big shout out to our sponsor, Cincy Blitzboards, uh, Purdue owned business uh, that is great for any kind of family event, tailgate, whatever it is. And of course, a huge shout out for Stuart Schweiger hopping on the show tonight. What an awesome uh, surprise that was! Thanks, um, yeah, my pleasure. Absolutely my great pleasure. time. Um, yeah, and thank you so much. And guys, we're so excited. We're playing football this Saturday in a yep. packed Ross aid Stadium, 61,000 plus people there. It's going to be awesome. Uh, I can't wait to see you know the tunnel, everything, the whole nine yards. It's going to be a great time. Thank you to everybody for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.
3: See ya. Boiler up.
0: Awesome. Yeah, no, Stu, thank you.